Oh, welcome to live from lockdown, Zach and Dom in our respective homes, keeping your company in self-isolation. The sun's in my eyes, Dom. I'm in my regular spot, but it's an irregular time of day. Yeah, look, this is the the early morning record. I, I have said we're on breakfast radio hours here. You've told me we're not quite. It's 8.30 in the morning. It's not quite the 3.30 in the morning alarms that they How have. are you getting up? Because I know that... You've had some struggles getting up in the morning. Yeah, look, it's a difficult one. Uh, Without trying to play into the cliches that we covered last episode, I'm going to need my coffee this morning. I'll tell you that. Oh, no. (laughs) We will explain. Here's a tease for you. We're going to explain at the start of next episode Mm. why we're up so early in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's good. I I will say... Actually, no, I think it might come up this... I'm just (laughs) thinking it probably will come up this podcast. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be away this week. So, we're trying to... We're trying to go back to back with a couple. Did we, you, you essentially just hooked something and then instantly revealed it. That's that, that's really you've you've basically just portrayed the whole concept of a cliffhanger. I don't think there's anything to stick around for next time now. But yeah, you you coming got- up next? Who was eliminated from MasterChef last night? <laughs> Greg. <laughs> so yes, you're We're losing some you- of our skills. Are you uh, are you heading off today? Is is this we're recording on a Monday? Well, you know who knows when people are going to listen to this. No, tomorrow. Mm. Tomorrow, right? Okay, so that's fun. All packed up. I, the, the idea of a holiday just sounds so novel at the moment. I'm, I'm asking questions that are like they're they're fundamental holiday questions. I've holidayed before. I know packing up isn't that exciting, but the idea of packing a suitcase to go on a holiday right now just feels like such an exciting concept. Yes, we're staying within our Queensland borders. Yeah. Although it was announced last week, I think, that they're opening the borders soon, aren't they? Potentially, yeah, in Early July. July. Oh, you're always so sceptical about it. You laughed at the NRL saying that they're going to come back on May 28th. They did. They They did. did. Yeah, well, like, I don't know. I just get the sense that the Queensland government is pretty pretty happy with their closed borders. I just, I think it was Scott Morrison who said, the state should open oh, their borders Oh, so they're putting a bit of pressure, the federal government yeah. putting a bit of pressure by naming a date. And I think the Queensland Premier is saying, kind of taking a bit more like, well, we'll wait and see. A little bit a little bit like a parent when their kid keeps asking for McDonald's. It's like, well, look, if we have time, we'll wait and see. We might fit it in, but not committal. On the podcast today, Dom, I wanted to do a wrap-up of uh, What's in the Wedge, our Holman 150mm Wedge mm-hmm. Rain Gauge giveaway on the Instagram account I run, Rain Gauge Check. Also, I thought we could cover how to get more vegetables into your day. Uh, yeah. A question you brought up last podcast that we didn't have time to get to. I've done a little bit of research on it, okay. and I found something that you might want to take on board. Well, that, that's good, because I don't think I've had a vegetable since mid-last week. It occurred really? to me last night. Honestly? Yeah, I was thinking about, oh, look, in the bolognese sauce, there's a little bit of vegetable, but it's Carrots, really... is it? Yeah, grated up, but I don't think it would be enough to count as one serving. So, mm. um, I, I'll need this help. I also want to bring up with you, Zach, uh, there's, a, there's a very famous Australian figure that I have been shocked at the prevalence of people not knowing who they are. I want to discuss with you whether I've been wrong on this Australian figure. Are, are they not as well known as I thought they are? Or am I just in a, in a little bit of a bubble? Well, let's start there. Yeah, okay. So, I, Who I, are we talking about? I was having a conversation the other day uh, about uh, who... Because, uh, you know, the big Michael Jordan documentary that's, you know, The Last Dance. It's all over now. The Last Dance. Did you watch it? I've not watched it. I know a bunch of people who have. And, and I, I was having this conversation with my parents and my girlfriend. We were all sitting around and I said, 
Who do you reckon would be the most famous global sports person of all time? That's where the conversation started, right? Because well, Michael I'll, Jordan. Well, I thought it could have been David Beckham, but we were throwing things around, right? You know, because this is the question, right? Obviously, generally, sports people are famous in their own countries, their own cities, their own teams. It's maybe rare because there's not many sports the whole world plays. It's maybe a bit rarer that you have people who are globally well, famous. What you have to think about, I think, is even although, see, what David Beckham has on his side is that a lot of countries play soccer. Yes, that well, that was my. Well, thinking. actually, how do you define worldwide? Because mm. the South American football soccer stars, yes, their populations are huge. It's very yeah. uh, Western bias of us to assume that they would be sports stars from the Western world. Well, I, I generally meant if you polled every country on the planet, a hundred random people from every country, most famous sports person on the planet, who would come out on top? Ever? Yeah, I'm going to change it. Uh, Pele. Yeah, that's that's very possible. That's very very possible. I mean, well, this is where the question started, right? But then it got me thinking: who would be the most famous? Who would be the top five Australian sports people of all time, right? And obviously, you'd think you're starting with Donald Bradman. You'd mm-hmm. think Kathy Freeman's in there. Maybe Ian Thorpe sneaks in, potentially. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then I said a name, which caused havoc. I threw the name Stephen Bradbury in there. No right? way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I threw the name Stephen Bradbury in there. Now, I had from my girlfriend and my dad a sense of who's that come come. Your dad me. didn't know who Stephen Bradbury well, he was. Need, he, he did when I jogged his memory. Well, I jogged his memory and he's the like, oh, that's right. The accidental hero. Yeah, right. And then I thought, oh, I thought, do people not know Stephen Bradbury? Surely people know Stephen Bradbury. Went over and had dinner with my girlfriend's family, brought it up with her parents, and they said, who's Stephen Bradbury? I had to bring I had to bring the video of the 2002 Winter Olympics thing. This is the the speed skater. Everyone falls over in front of him, and he speeds through and wins it at the last minute. They had never seen it. They had no memory of watching I'm it on the news. I'm surprised that Aussies didn't know. That's my point. I I honestly thought Especially because of the in way Brisbane, he won, and he's also Brisbane boy. Yeah, well, these people I think live in the suburb he grew up in, or, or maybe the neighbouring suburb. So, I, I I would have thought Stephen Bradbury, because of the narrative, because of the story, would be top five most well-known Australian no. sports people. No, 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 no. Really? Twenty. If he's in the top twenty, yeah. I'd be surprised. Okay. Because I- people would know the story. I think overseas they would know. Oh mm. yeah, I think I remember that race where everyone fell over and someone came from behind and won. Yeah. But I don't think they would know the name because his sure. single achievement. Yeah. Is it eclipses his name to know a name? Yeah, I was yeah. thinking about this recently. To know a name, you kind of have to see him a couple of times. Well, that's a couple true. Of different things you, over the years. You've you've shared many Boxing Day tests where you've seen Warney get a hat trick or or whatever. You know, like it, it, it's not one off. It's actually many times on the couch where you've seen Warney bowl well or read and the then news also and, seen and then also well known isn't necessarily to do with their abilities well that's true see warney was in obviously a great cricketer but he was yeah. also in the headlines a lot yeah it's true that well, it's a good point so uh, it's an interesting i i guess i will recount stephen bradbury i am shocked though i am sh- I, I thought he was much more well known than that i do believe i heard recently that he still earns a significant wage like more than a full-time wage every year just from doing a few sportsman dinners and sharing that story. So it is continuing to pay, to pay his way 18 years on, which is a real bonus for Stephen Bradbury. But I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the criteria is for most famous Australian sports person. Now I think of Shane Warne. Obviously, Warney's got to be in there. Warney has to be in there. I was going to say Ricky Ponting or something, but no, Warney is far and away above. Especially because when you think about 
uh, cricket is huge in India and yeah. India has a massive population, like a billion people. And I yeah. think Warn is quite well known there. Well, and you throw in the fact he's pretty well known in England because of the Liz mm. Hurley, the Liz Hurley days. So he's kind of, he's finding a way. And I think he's getting a bit more well known in America because of his poker. Because he goes, it's because of the poker, is it? Yeah, he goes to like, Las Vegas. Think, yeah, but I don't think he's like a world. Yeah, but I, there's like thousands and thousands of people do that. I don't think he's yeah. like really well known in the poker circles. I think. Well, he certainly makes it out as if he is. Yeah, so, okay. uh, yeah. Anyway, look, it's it's. I guess it's just an interesting concept because you do have world famous movie stars, music stars, etc. But when it comes to sport, I, it just occurred to me that because sports are, you know, you support your team or your country. And a moment that your team or your country does something really good probably isn't as good news for other teams or countries, which means that it's there's not really that universally successful sports star in the same way there are the other ones. Who do you think there should be a last dance? Because with Stephen yeah. Bradbury, mm. it's, there's only one incident. I mean, mm. the last dance is a 10-part series over a whole season, really over multiple careers because it covers yeah. a lot of the uh, 90s Chicago Bulls. Mm. Who could it be in, in this country? Well, you would think- Maybe around, maybe they kind of did it with the sandpaper documentary. That's true, the test on Amazon. Well, I do believe there is an in-depth Shane Warne multi-episode documentary. I, I don't know if it's Netflix or Amazon. One of them's doing it at the moment. I did see that recently around. That would seem, you know, that would seem an obvious one. Warney be a first port of call. Because this is the great thing about Warney is there's so much to the story and so many different angles, right? If you were to do one on Donald Brabham, for example, well, sadly, you can't talk to Donald Brabham because he's not around anymore. All your footage is going to be, if you have any, grainy black and white footage. Whereas Warney, you're just, you, you will have to be cutting stuff to fit it all, about, everything in. What would we call Warney's documentary? Here's my pitch. Mm. Shane Warn, no spin. That's the name of his book. Is it? <laughs> yeah. That's oh, his autobiography. <laughs> I was expecting a better reaction. <laughs> it's great. It's so great that he called his autobiography that. So yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad that my my yeah. pitching is on level with his editors. Yeah. No. Well, maybe Warney came up with it himself. That's very possible. Very possible. I did... By the way, I, did you see Warney in the middle of the pandemic? This was on Fox Footy on the AFL programs. They were... They FaceTimed him in or Zoomed him in. And he gave them a tour of his mansion, which I No, did. you told me about this, though, that it was oh, maybe a little tone deaf. It was I did, quite palatial. With uh, Warney recently, I did see him wishing Liz Hurley a happy uh, birthday on Instagram. Yeah. And I went on Liz's page because I was just interested whether Warney was commenting on posts or not. <laughs> I, did, I wanted to know yeah. how public their relationship is these days because I think it mm. sounds like they... That you know they parted ways, but seeing as he's wishing her a happy birthday, it seems like maybe they're on good footing. Yeah, yeah. And she was putting up photos, and I was trying to see if um, Warney had left comments. I couldn't find any, mm. but the amount of middle-aged to older men commenting on Liz Hurley's photos, and I was just thinking, what do you expect to happen? Yeah, I don't understand <laughs> the logic. These guys, they're not attractive men. Mm. Uh, the the photos are like you know from below eye level. They're wearing wraparound <laughs> sunnies. They're they're you know in their car. The uncles of the, be... of the world. And um, you know these photos like Liz has a swimwear line. I think. Yeah. Okay. And so there was one of her in some swimwear, and it had a rainbow 
You know, mm. like how sometimes there's when there's uh, water vapor in the air, it'll make a little yeah, rainbow. Yeah, sure, sure. And it kind of had a rainbow over the photo, and it was quite an interesting photo. Yeah. And um, someone commented something like, "I'll be waiting for you at the end of the rainbow," or something like that. <laughs> at the end of the rainbow, there's a pot of gold in me, or something like that. Lovely. I'm like, what do you expect to happen? That she's yeah. gonna go. Oh my goodness! Where have you been all my life? <laughs> well, it's it's true because you've never heard that when you hear like a celebrity couple, you know, talk about how they fell in love. You know, you, know, you he, never well, hear. No, I saw the love heart eyes emoji that they left in my <laughs> comment section, and I knew he was the one. <laughs> I think that's the hundredth photo in a row he's commented on. He's gonna he's, be loyal. That to shows me. his commitment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, At look, ninety-nine, I was thinking he's just like all the other guys. <laughs> But once you hit a hundred, I, I knew I could I trust him forever. Um, I, I don't want to play the role of relationship doctor here or anything, but I have watched. I watch any anytime Shane Warne does an interview, I'll watch it generally because it's always entertaining. I don't think he's over Liz. I reckon he's trying does to get he her bring back her up a bit. Always, and well, yeah. I guess in his defence, in Warney's defence, he's often asked about it, right? But the way he'll respond always leaves the door open for them to be back together. <laughs> And makes me think it ending mightn't have been entirely mutual. Because it does right, sound like... The ball's in her court, do you think? Well, that's what it certainly sounds like. Like, he said it all got a bit overwhelming there for, for Elizabeth. He always calls her Elizabeth, which is a bit interesting. But anyway, the, the it got a bit overwhelming there for Elizabeth, but we had such a great time together. We were great friends and, you know, who knows what the future holds. I can certainly hold out hope or something along those lines. And that, that seems to be a common answer. And they broke up five years ago. So I reckon, I reckon Shane is uh, holding a flame there still. Seeing as she's Hollywood royalty, yeah. that does add a different perspective to the documentary, doesn't it? There's, this is what I mean. There's Hollywood, there's cricket. Yes. Well, that, that's the crazy thing about Shane Warne's documentary. It could be a 12-part series, and they might finish his cricket career at episode six. <laughs> it might, that might just be the little cold open <laughs> before the credits play at the start. Just so you know, he played cricket. Here's the rest of it for the next 10 in, hours. Let's get into it. <laughs> Speaking of uh, iconic Australians, yeah, we did the Holman 150 mil wedge rain gauge giveaway last week. I want to thank everyone for entering What's in the Wedge. Mm. Over 100 entries. Wow. Uh, a lot of people got it right, but you had to be the first 10. Right. And I've got to say also, by the way, it's um, what, a, what a time to celebrate rain gauges. In our part of the world, at least, there's been quite a bit of rain around this weekend, just gone. Well, so I felt like that was the atmosphere celebrating the giveaway. Yeah. So it was right at the end it. of it. Yeah. I think on the day that the <laughs> competition ended. Wow. The heavens opened up <laughs> in rejoicing. <laughs> that's it. And hopefully when these, these 10 winners do receive their rain gauges, the heavens will open up once more um, to coronate the new, the new gauges. Well, this is what I wanted to bring up. So mm. I forgot uh, last week... I did forget on the podcast to tell everyone that the competition had opened. <laughs> and so I did, because I, my plan was to let everyone take everyone through the three, remember, it's a st yeah. three-stage plan. That's the it. first stage was giving, I actually forgot to thank everyone for doing stage one as well. <laughs> so sorry, everyone. I'm a bit behind on my stages, but stage one was getting more people on the Rain Gauge page. Thank mm. you to everyone who put their hand up. We did get some new followers um, there was a few long-time listeners, first-time gauges. There was a few first-time listeners, first-time gauges. Interesting. Don. These are people who have started listening to the show live from lockdown. Wow. 
before, yeah, not the radio show. So to those people, I'd like to apologize, really, because we put so little effort into this compared to how much effort <laughs> we used to put into the show. That maybe it's not a great representation. Yeah, well, I mean, speak for yourself. My effort levels have stayed constant. Yeah, I do see eyes darting down often. Yeah, I've got, I got notes. I have notes here. What I actually do, Zach, is I open Zoom on one half of the screen and Microsoft Word on the other half. So that's where my notes are. Just mm. another behind-the-scenes tip from me. <laughs> and I'd like you as just as like an accompanying piece next mm. time. Yeah. Next time, could you, if we were doing this over again, could you send mm. out the 2,000-word essay on who is Stephen Bradbury? to well, everyone actually, beforehand you, so that we can yeah. read along <laughs> if, if you want to know my notes for this episode it is Stephen Bradbury <laughs> so okay I apologise I apologise I said that we put less effort into this show than the radio show I stand corrected <laughs> the same amount of effort on Dom's part uh, okay, so wait, tell us, run us through so the sta- stage one. one. Yeah, collecting more people. Stage yep. two, the competition mm. where we gave away ten rain gauges. Stage yep. three, yeah, rain gauging home tours, or the Holman at your home. Maybe That's we'll call good. it that. That's home is where the Holman is. <laughs> yeah. We'll work on the title. It'll Are probably be something along those lines. These all coming to you now because that's pretty good. That's good brainstorming. No, I've got my I've got my <laughs> notebook open next to me, and I've got a little note next to it saying, "Make it sound like you're just coming up with them." <laughs> um, but I want with the ten winners. I was thinking we could do a week, oh, something like a uh, a week of wedges. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Where we go around and each mm. day we have a rain gauge from the different people, the different winners, because they've got a whole in 150mm wedge rain gauge at their house now. Yeah, that's true. So that's I was thinking true. maybe even if we didn't get a week, even we could get the business week. We could get five maybe. Well, and, and you could do it in like a grid, I guess, or a separate yeah. uploads. But I'm just thinking like, especially if these winners are from different parts of the country, if they're all from they the are. same suburb. They are. Well, they are. I was well, happy that... about that too. I was like, I'm yes. glad that we're getting a good... Well, not we didn't cover the whole country, but it does seem like the... East side is pretty well covered. Well, this is what I'm starting to think, Zach, is the Bureau of Meteorology are going to start to feel a threat here. I well, mean, I think they already have, to be honest. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. They've felt something coming for a while. Yeah, yeah, well, because this is the thing, is you, you're starting a rival um, weather service now. If you're going to be giving updates from around the country, people won't be going to bomb.gov.au to check, you know, the rainfall nationwide. They'll be going to rain gauge check. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it is pretty localized to my area. But to be honest with you, I've been looking up... I've been trying to... Because you mentioned that I'm going to go away later this week. And I've been mm. looking up the regional area, the weather. Oh, yeah. And when you look at the fine details, it will say observation taken at X place. And mm. I looked up X place. It's 100 kilometers away. Like, oh. that's not accurate. Interesting. And so is my rain gauge any less accurate that by that logic in mm. brisbane that my rain gauge is accurate for the sunshine coast the gold coast for logan we're pushing to Woomba. yeah it's a good point it's a good point is this going to be your first time away from the rain gauge it is yeah so, so yeah. i'm taking the rain gauge on tour oh you? yeah it's coming with <laughs> and i'm gonna do it from the location and it rains a fair bit there too i think actually it's a heavy yeah rain well and i don't good. know how much it's going to rain because as i just said the yeah. location is <laughs> um, I don't have really accurate readings on it. 
And so this will be the most accurate reading this location has ever got. I'm sorry, I didn't hear anything you said. I knocked my headphones out there. I missed the last five seconds. <laughs> I just said it will be the most accurate readings this location has got. Sorry, I, I will work on my headphone etiquette there. You have told me to get rid of these blue headphones for years. You're not a fan of them. And they, they well, you just seem... put a lot of money into them. I didn't and, put that and maybe you them. didn't, And maybe you didn't research whether it was worth it. <laughs> but and look, then we were given really nice radio uh, head, <laughs> headphones from the radio station and you, we still, you still liked your old ones. Well, they were iconic to me. They, they got me in the headspace yeah, every night. So when people saw the videos yeah. from the show, they'd be like, where's the headphones? <laughs> That's his famous headphones. Where are they? <laughs> um, but look, see, I thought you might have. I know some people, when they go away, hired a, uh, hire pet sitters. I don't know if you're doing that with your, your two dogs. Snacks yes, and my Fuji. sister's coming to look after him because... See, yeah, right. You know, right. that's the challenge. That's one of the reasons, well, also a global pandemic. Mm. But one of the reasons that I've gone so long without leaving the rain gauge is it's a lot harder to leave the house now. Yeah, yeah. Because well, they that, don't look after mean. themselves, unfortunately. I mean, you think dogs would be able to do that. You've got the two dogs. You've got the, the possum slash potential possums in the floorboards. You have a lot of other residents that you've got to be mindful of. That that's is, by the true. way, they, they are kind of, they do look after themselves a lot more, the possums. And it's I why I'm do give them credit for that. Possums as pets are a great idea because you can get all the love and emotional engagement, but they're self-sufficient. It's beautiful. Um, but but this is the thing. I thought maybe you were going to hire a rain gauge sitter, you know, someone who... Well, maybe would... I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that next time. But Yeah, it's not bad. For this one, it's only a couple of days. So the rain gauge I thought it'd be interesting to see, let the rain gauge see the world as well. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a good, and I, I think the Holman National Tour... Down, obviously, at the moment, it's going to be hard, but down the track, a Holman National Tour has a lot of potential where you spend a night in, you know, every part of the country to a full lap and measure the rain. Hmm. It's what it's yeah. really what, what we need to see, I think. But that, that we can park that well, well, down the track. While we're travelling, though, because the thing is about measuring the rain is it has to be in the one location for an extended period of time. That's see, true. that's the difficulty with your plan. Yeah, it's a good point. What would you do? Would you have a caravan and would you put the rain gauge on the side of the caravan? So it's... It's measuring yeah. it as you drive. That's good. Maybe on the top, I reckon. You've got to yeah. get it on the top. But if you put it on, the, it could come off when you go under bridges. But beside that, I, I think having a... I'm actually surprised cars or like vans don't have a built-in rain gauge. Why is that? Well, I think that'd be a fun, nifty feature. They add everything else in, don't they? What I've always thought, and I tried to come up with a plan for this, and maybe yeah. different cars do have this. Oh, I know where you're going with this. It's a great idea. It's to collect the rainwater and yeah. put it into the the jets Genius. that shoot up onto your screen. Cause like um, the, what are they called? The windscreen wipers. Mm -hmm. uh, they ran out of water the other day in my car. And you know, when you turn on the wipers and it just smudges dirt. Mm. Yep. Oh, <laughs> awful. It <laughs> made it fun. way worse. And you immediately regret it. Cause you're yeah. like, I, I was, it was better looking through the speckled. Now it's all smeared. And so I had to fill it up and it's a pain filling it up. And I was it like, well, pain. all this rain hitting the car, why can't I filter that in? Hmm. To the wiper fluid. I suppose the concern could be if there's dirt on your windscreen. No, but it would have, I'd have a filter. Yeah, okay. It would be yeah. some type of fine sieve. A purification system in, yeah. in build. That's pretty good. That has potential. So, on the rain gauge giveaway though, so have the do the 10 winners know who they are? Have they been contacted? They know who they are. The, wow. the, we now begin a process of a, a truck traveling around the country, handing yep. out the rain gauges one by one. Wow. And it's I said, why don't we just use Australia Post? <laughs> and they and they said, no, there's more theatre to this. Well, that's true. It is a little bit Willy Wonka 
uh, golden ticket-esque, isn't it? It actually might be a Holman plane. I haven't confirmed. (laughs) I think what happens is there's a little package that they drop Mm. out of a plane above your property and it will have a tiny little parachute. Well, I heard that it's actually... your house. I heard it was next rainfall. You will just notice it. it it. (laughs) You'll just notice it suddenly drifting from the sky. Um, Hang on. Is is that hail? (laughs) That's a Holman 150 wedge. Because the, the wind is dangerous. A, that's why yeah. when I was a kid, I was told not to go out in the rain. Yeah, that's it. Dangerous. And yeah, that's yeah. why you could be hit by a wedge. <laughs> you never know if a rain gauge is going to fall down with that rain. So, yeah, well, look, congratulations. I guess it is a, it is a life-changing experience for these winners. Um, it is. Their, their encounter, their experience of a, a patch of rain is never going to be the same again. Hmm. Um, because, you know, even the rain we've had over the weekend, I have noticed... Dad running out to our rain gauge five or six times excitedly like a kid on Christmas morning. You know, what have, how, what have how we got? How many meals did got? you get? We got 12, I think. Not a lot. Ugh, not much. What I got 26. Get? Yeah, I sort of seem to skip our area. It seemed to go around our area. Or, you, I mean, I don't want to... You could say that that could be a fault of the Nilex rain gauge we're using. I would say it probably is. The marks <laughs> are probably in the wrong spot. It probably is 26. <laughs> yeah, I knew you would maybe throw the Nilex rain gauge under the bus there. Um, but it is our... Look. Well, you could throw a Holman wedge rain gauge under a bus and it would be fine because that's it's <laughs> how sturdily it's built. Is that a guarantee? They actually use those wedges to prop them up sometimes. Yeah. So you can sure. work underneath them. <laughs> I've heard that. I have heard that. Uh, hey, let's get to what's he whistling. Yep, let's do that. So, uh, this... There will not... We've, we've already mentioned where... Zach's going away, so we're recording another episode immediately following this, meaning there will not be a Watsy Whistling next episode. This is the Watsy Whistling for the week, which means there's a longer period of time than usual to get your guesses in. This is exciting because I know there's a lot of people who sometimes don't hear the episode until later in the week, four or five days on, and they think, mm. damn it, damn it, this I will be missed seven it. days. Yeah, I missed my chance to guess the whistle. And, and you're kicking yourself. Well, no. If you're hearing this within seven business days of June... Seven, no, seven consecutive days of June 15, all the way up to June 22, you are hearing the most up-to-date, relevant whistling. So, please play along. Here's how it works. I whistle a song. At the moment, it's been TV themes, but I have opened that up if people want other songs too. I whistle a song that has been requested. If you think you know what it is, message the Collective Noun Facebook page. Um, whistling was what I taught myself to do better in self-isolation. A lot of tutorials on YouTube, which I could heavily recommend. So uh, I've just brought a glass of water here to, well, I won't, any language I use, Zach's not going to like. So let me just prepare to whistle. I'm positive you understand why it's inappropriate. (laughs) (laughs) And I think I might explain it to you off air because you keep saying it makes me uncomfortable, which indicates maybe you don't know the broader context. No, I, I okay. Uh, we'll just park that for an off-air conversation. I'm just my point is, you try to explain how you prepare your lips to whistle without it sounding uncomfortable. Well, firstly, you could stop saying lips and just say mouth. That would be uh, one thing. Mouth is uncomfortable too, but lips is a more fun word. You could say dampen yeah. instead of. You, so other words you've chosen. I'm dampening to the lips. You happy no, with I that? No, I said mouth. I'm dampening the mouth. None of the, the problem is all of this sounds questionable. So that's why I'm really in a, I've, I'm really in a bit of a You're increasing moisture to the lower face area. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. That's good. It sounds a bit military too. 
which is appropriate for the rigorous operation that this segment is. So, last episode, Zach, I did whistle the Play School theme, an iconic TV theme. Um, but speaking of which, which window did you like as a kid? Square window guy. Nah, round window. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You like, you like boats? Yeah, yeah. I reckon you could, you could probably do, you know those, well, I don't know if they're still doing BuzzFeed quizzes, but you know those BuzzFeed quizzes about um, what your favourite character from this show says about you they should do what your favorite play play school window says about you Mm. i'll pitch that well i probably won't pitch that um (laughs) i don't know if buzzfeed is still around much in the country but anyway play school was the last episode this uh episode uh firstly sorry amanda ruby helen jane rebecca nathan beck and john all got that correct they all did pick the play school theme amanda was first in though she has suggested uh or or requested this episode's what's he whistling so i'll take it away I don't know if that'll give it away to many people, but I think well a couple done. will get it. Did Did you pick that? Yep, six p.m. Growing oh, up. Okay, I feel like every, what you always do, it would Everyone be like knows it. Everyone. I don't knows think it. that's there true. There's no one who didn't get that one. I think it would be like if you were watching Millionaire Hot Seat, and mm. you know the questions came up, and the person's like, "I'm not sure," and Eddie would say, "Well, everyone knows it. it the The letter that comes after A, you just give it away instantly." I I like to go traveling on the sea. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, although there are there is a theory that Eddie does give the answers away if you is play it still on? I think that show's still going. Oh my goodness! Still going. Yeah, they're going strong. Um, 15, 20 years in, I think. I actually saw that they're making a BBC documentary. I think about um about that scandal of the guy who who won Millionaire by with the coughing. They've made it into a mini series. I like elaborate plans. I guess it's not that elaborate. It's pretty simple. But I like <laughs> I, plans, you know, no. like prison break, uh, prison robberies or yeah, someone sure. trying to... Like, I don't like that they're cheating the system. <laughs> I don't yeah. like that people are Ocean's escaping 11. prison. But I like to hear the stories. They're very yeah. fascinating. And this person who coughed the right answer. So they would go <coughs> for A, <coughs> for B, <laughs> wasn't it? I think something I think like it that. was more. Someone in the crowd did something like that. I can't or, remember exactly. I thought it was maybe the person would say, I'm thinking it might be C. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, and they would get right. like I'm a double cough if it's C. no or a single cough if and it's yes. And someone would like sneeze in the audience. Yeah. I mean, it's not helping that much because you're really just bringing one other person in it. They weren't Googling it. I think, did they have an earpiece in though? I can't remember entirely what was going on. I don't think so because I don't think in that era that would yeah, have been easily true. accessible. These days, obviously, with a phone, it would be super easy. The other problem that I thought they didn't really take into consideration was what if that guy in the audience actually had to cough? Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, that's the people who came into the audience next yeah, would have been yeah. petrified. Yeah. <laughs> that's, Not that's since so true. That's like we've only started to relate to it now that we've had COVID nineteen and we're yeah. walking around the supermarkets terrified to cough. Yeah, people who were in the millionaire, <laughs> who wants to be a millionaire audience for the last ten years, have felt the same thing. Totally. You if might, you you get evicted, if you out. cough, if you have to cough in that audience, you know they're all staring at you, and you're being monitored. But for how the next about hour. but how about the contestant who thinks you're trying to help them, and they <laughs> <laughs> they put in the wrong answer. They turn around to the audience and go, "What the hell? You coughed. 
go, yeah, I just got a, I've got a dry throat. I wasn't trying to cheat. It's like, I didn't think it was B. You told me it was B. <laughs> yeah. That's on you. It, look, it, I'm, ex- I'm excited to watch it though because the, the trailer makes it out like it's a more elaborate operation than my understanding of that cough story was. So um, I think Charlie Sheen's in it. I'm not sure about that, but I think Charlie Sheen might be in it. Portraying a character. I don't believe he was involved in the, <laughs> the coup. You're probably right. You're probably right. Um, I, 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 although in saying that, it wouldn't almost surprise me if that was the case. Sorry, anyway, I'm, let's I'm wrap this up right now. Guys, we'll talk to you in a few days. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. Bye.